1: Finally saw the Batman. I know, I know, I know. Late to the party, but hey, better late than never. Hey, lots of nerd out on today. So much to talk about. We're so excited. No agenda, no format. Grab your favorite drink. Let's hit record and let's see what happens.
0: Well, what's our little skeptic doing today? She's frying
1: the cat in pure nesson oil. <laughs> <laughs> let's rock it. All right, welcome to The Real Brian Show. Thanks for... <laughs> Did that really bother you, Captain? Uh- <laughs> hey, I'm The Real Brian. Thanks for joining me. Appreciate it. Uh, Captain. on here. He left me. He left me.
0: Captain Influence. I didn't like that part. <laughs> no frying
1: cats. That's not going to happen on my watch. Poor dog. <laughs> I'm trying to think, like, I heard something. Were you laughing or were you crying after you heard that?
0: <laughs> I might have been, I might have been choking
1: actually.
0: Yeah, like <laughs> 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 yeah. I'm, I'm um, sure it involved a guffaw or two. Yeah, yeah I'm That, was, to
1: keep it quiet, that sorry. was pretty cool, man. Hey, yeah, uh, I like, I like frying cats. And did you know that in college we used to take cats and put them in blenders? You remember those old? Um, what are those called? Those. Those old 70s blenders, you know? They had the little push buttons uh, yeah, on the them, you little, know? Um,
0: know? What they do they call that. them? The uh, no, pre-Vitamix days. What yeah, were those things yeah. called? Yeah, You like take little the cat, Otis, like old...
1: stick it in there, and you put a little water in there and just hit it.
0: Yeah, and the cat didn't feel anything because it was instantaneously dead. Yeah. I mean, that, that, that's Super the, that was the beauty of blending cats back in college. Yeah, that was a big yeah. thing in the 90s, right? I mean, It was. It was. I was okay with it back then, but now yeah. I'm very into cats and uh
1: not no. a good thing anymore
0: not a good thing anymore yeah no, I'm sorry
1: no well that's okay but um that that quote was actually from the 70s so
0: yeah well that i mean there you it go. was a new technology then blending cats so
1: except they were frying cats i don't even know what oh, yeah, i'm talking, talking right. about except that right. i'm sorry it, i'm, I'm does, kind of do cats i'm behind taste good
0: do cats taste good i bet they yeah. taste a little like ammonia to be okay. honest okay yeah.
1: yeah well anyway welcome to the show i mean that's It's a fantastic conversation to get started. There is nothing more positive than frying or, um, you know, blending a cat. So, yeah. Almost nothing. Hey, speaking of um, weird foods, uh, this is something I've been wanting to try this. So, I I mean, drink-wise, I'll talk about my drink here in a second. But I've been, so ever since the days of reading the Chronicles of Narnia books and then, of course, seeing the movies, I've always wanted to know what the heck Turkish delight tastes like. Oh, good you question. because yeah, you what know, is Edmund Turkish was delight? like it was Edmund, yeah. He was like, wasn't it Edmund? Gosh, it's been so long. Anyway, Probably. he was like all was over a bit of the a Turkish prat. delight and he wanted it. Yeah, and you know and then of course you're seeing it. And so uh, for years, well, there's this interesting little story that Sarah Miss Light got a chance to go this was kinda cool. Our next door neighbor from Oman invited her to go to this dinner basically, um, at an Apollo restaurant. And so, um they went down there and it was about it was interesting. There was this woman down there who had started an organization recently to rescue, very similar to what we talked about on the show. Has that been a year and a half ago now already, or almost two years? Oh, at the I think it was uh, twenty twenty. Sex, sex, sex trafficking. Yes, um, yeah. rescuing women. This is a different organization rescuing women out of that, and this one specifically um, brought in someone from Nepal. Which there's a caste system in Nepal. I didn't know about all this, but yeah, apparently, same kind of thing too, where um, people in the lower class are treated pretty much like crap like they have no worth in the eyes of the society and so at age i want to say it was like age nine i think the girls are immediately sold into slavery and immediately you know thrown into that kind of thing and so this girl is um she's from nepal and she speaks on behalf and she goes out there and you know literally fights for it and has been you know beaten and abused to just anyway it was an amazing amazing wow. horrible horrific kind of you know at the same time yeah story and event but just to get out there and help these women so that's the cool story. The superhero story in this one is that this woman started the organization and then this other woman from Nepal is, I mean, she's literally like risking her life to save these girls. So it's crazy. It's amazing. But what? there's I a mean, huge story behind it that's just like, I honestly go, how in yeah. that crap can anyone treat another human being like that and be okay with it?
0: Well, but not, And it's not just okay that. in their society. That's what. How do we not know about this? I mean, it's like some people do. It's people fa- it just fascinates me. Some of the things that society shoves under the rug,
1: a lot of and things
0: to, to the point where not. I mean, some of us don't even know what's going on. Yeah. Like this thing, like like s- uh, selling off um, uh, lower class, lower caste yeah. women, yeah, girls, yeah. Uh, and uh, the as as parents are slaves. Doing it. What
1: the parents yeah, are I selling mean, their girls because in order to be able to feed themselves. So it's these Weird. that's crazy to me. Like to think well, that, you know, parents path. would just sell their kids. Well, it's, it's the girls, you know, yeah. buy, sell the daughters and, and right. go for it, you know, and, and then they're gone forever. And then basically they, they're essentially prostitutes until they're too old to be undesirable. Well, they're, they're undesirable at that point. And so then they go right. back to their villages. They have no skills. And so it's, it's horrible. And so this organization is trying to, you know, once again, rescue them get them skills, train them, get them, you know, into a life basically. So man, it's, um, I, I hate hearing stories like this, you know, and we, we are removed from it here in America because that kind of thing here is just not allowed, which is good. Well, it happens, sort but, it's not of, allowed. but it does happen. Yeah. yeah. It's, I mean, we don't there, have it's like, system. Yeah. This, well, I mean, it's like, it happens here, but it's black market. It's under the radar. And if somebody actually catches someone, unless they're, you know, paid off, they right. get, they it's, get arrested. They get in trouble but there it's actually part of their society and it's okay. It's and it's something just they like, oh just do. Yeah. In that fact, like one, yeah. one other, another thing, and,
0: and this is not rip on Nepal day, by the way. Uh, no, I mean, it's uh, just one I, of the countries. When I by was the way. right. What, but speaking of Nepal, one thing that I did learn about their society, uh, and it, it was Nepal, not Tibet. I'm pretty sure I get them mixed up a lot. Um, but, uh, when I was traveling Europe, when I was in college, uh, I met a a young woman who had just gotten back from i 'm pretty sure it was Nepal, and uh, she had been living there uh, as like a student for several months and She said that it is not only common but expected that you will be groped when you 're in a crowd mm-hmm. in Nepal if you 're a woman, wow, especially if you are an attractive woman, men just grope you. <laughs> <laughs> and I, and I've never forgotten that. I was like, really? They, that, that's just fascinating to me that that's just okay in some societies, and it is. Mm-hmm. Uh, look it up, Google it. Um, it's just kind of weird uh, to me yeah. how how different how different societies have different acceptable norms uh, that just kind of stay, like you said, under the radar until and, and even when they become and it becomes known to individuals like us, it never becomes a public outcry. Yeah. You know what I mean? So yeah. So ladies, if you're planning on visiting Nepal, you might want to just shore yourself up. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Well yeah, seriously. So uh anyway, those are the the heavy ways to start the show with stories like that and and Brian Cats yeah, and you what know, and Nestle. That'd be interesting. Yeah. Yeah. But blending the,
0: cats, slavery. This is, this I is mean,
1: crazy, I know. Well let's talk about Turkish Delight again. So yeah. On the way home, they, well, our, our our neighbor, our friend wanted to stop at one of the, I think it's a Middle Eastern market, I think is what it is, you know, where you can okay. get good food and stuff. Sure. So Sarah went in with her and all of a sudden it was like, hey, there's Turkish delight. And so she got some <laughs> Turkish delight. No, I was going to show the box, but I was kind of like, as I opened the, the wrapping around it, I noticed there was heroin all over the place or cocaine or something. Oh, yeah. okay. Um, yeah. I'm sorry. Powdered sugar. K for oh, the, for okay, for the late, yeah. Oh, anyway, okay. yeah, well, you know, see, it looks like it, doesn't it? You know, just kind of. Anyway. And <laughs> how we're talking about I, I illegal drugs. drugs. <laughs> wow, dude. We're on a <laughs> roll I today. don't do drugs. I've never done drugs, by the way. Uh, it is kind of funny Selling though. does <laughs> I've never done any. Uh, <laughs> so, anyway. I uh, I got to the the box and it was like really, really messy. And I thought, okay, I'm just going to get a piece of it out, put it on a plate. And then, because I didn't want it all over the equipment, because that would have been a big problem.
0: Turkish delight all over your recording equipment. Yeah.
1: So it's clearly powdered sugar. Um, It's a piece of, I think it's just candy, right? And so uh, our friend recommended the rose flavored. I don't know. Um, So I'm going to try this, but I'm thinking if I take a bite, it's just going to get all over the place. So maybe I ought to just eat the whole thing. What do you think? Oh,
0: I, I can't wait. I, I'm so what exactly is it? What do you, it looks I, like a marshmallow on a toothpick.
1: It's some kind of, um, like sticky, not sticky. It's, um, it's, I don't even know what it is, dude. I'm just gonna, I'm going to try. It's probably literally just like food coloring and sugar and corn syrup. And that's probably all it is. Oh,
0: like a, like a peep. Okay. So yeah, it's like, maybe probably. So here we go. I'm going to try
1: this, but while I'm eating this, what are you drinking right now or planning to drink?
0: Oh, so, um, remember I think it was the last show we talked about matcha matcha or was it two shows ago we talked about matcha Mm -hmm. which is powdered green tea it was last week okay so I went and got some matcha from Amazon nice And uh, I'm gonna put it in my smoothie uh, tonight and it just came today I put it in my smoothie tonight and uh, I'll report back next week how that is but um, I'm expecting it to be completely tasteless to add nothing to my smoothie except for nutritional value. So
1: it has a bit of a taste. And it also okay. it depends on the matcha. Your um you know the one I, I talked about last time, the, the towel of tea. Liquid okay. jade. Um I needed to link that. I forgot to link it last week. I'm sorry. I'll go back and actually you know link after the fact and I'll put it in here too. Well, I did one, my own
0: research and and I got the tea Zactly brand It okay. was was highly rated.
1: So, nice. Yeah. Anyway. I've never heard of it, yeah. but, um, some matcha is very, very smooth. Got a little bit of a sweet aftertaste. Some can be bitter. It just kind of depends, but okay. mostly are pretty good. But the nice thing is, especially if you're doing it in a smoothie, you're not cooking it. You're just going to put it in cold. It right. should taste great, but you might get a little bit of a flavor, but it's a really nice flavor. It's certainly not nice. as long as it's subtle. So, I don't care. No, it's so so subtle. Yeah. 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 Good dude. Yeah. I like yeah. matcha. Um, that's good. Okay. So here's my verdict. Um, I was right. It's pretty much like sugary, <laughs> rose flavored sugar cube. Um, <laughs> it's chewy. Okay. It's chewy. So it's like, um, man, what would that be like? Um, not not like a, you know, Jello is like really light, but this is more of like a chewier. Yeah. What is that? It's um, nougat or something like caramel? No, 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 no. It's um, I don't even know what to you equate it to. But imagine it like Jello, but chewier as far Chewy as jello. yeah uh, and there's something like that that i can't think of oh anyway it'll come to me but See? it's a it's a candy it's essentially a candy i think and it tastes like rose which rose is good i, although I, I would probably try some other flavor yeah i was too. gonna say in a
0: candy i don't know so so it's i'd love though. to know what the history what the origin if you will of i don't Turkish know delight is
1: all i know is that edmund got addicted to it and then uh, went down the dark path so that's right i, I don't know, know if i'd get addicted that to that that's that's pretty sugary Maybe that'll be it's next good, week's though. origin. Oh, the origin of the Turkish delight. I love it. Yeah. And, ha- and why? And is this the real thing too? Because I'm curious, they didn't have red dyes back in the day. So I would be curious to know if this recipe is anywhere close to what a traditional Turkish delight would be like. Yeah. It was good. Okay. But, you know, I, I don't see myself getting addicted to something like that.
0: It was fun. Well, we have so much more, we have so many more things and better things to be addicted to now yeah. than uh,
1: Edmund did at the time. Uh, That's true. So, yeah. So my, uh, my tea today is a blend. I did something. Um, there's a, a bark, a tree bark. It's called, what is it? Uh, pa- oh, shoot. Um, I got to remember. Pau Darko. I think it's Pau Diarco, like uh, P-A-U and then D apostrophe A-R-C-O, I think is what it's called. Oh,
0: sounds like a Star Wars character. Okay. Yeah,
1: exactly. Um yeah. So I'm, I'm drinking a Star Wars character. So basically, it's a tree bark that has a lot of interesting nutrients. This is Okay, so ever since we talked about matcha last week and then the cold shower thing. Oh, I got to update you on the cold shower. My oh, gosh, and I so totally forgot to about the cold shower. Yeah, so cold showers, dude. I'm going to talk about that in just a second too, but I was going to talk about oh, some yeah. of the, 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 the different drinks. Um, yeah, so you <laughs> got matcha. I think I was talking about, no, it was cold showers. And then somebody talked to me about lemon balm tea which I, I was like, I'm going to try same thing. towel of tea, same exact, okay. you know, that makes the matcha. So I'm like, I'm going to try this. Um, but then I was talking about the bark tea. So I'm, I'm reading a bunch of things here, you know, talking about the benefits of cold showers. And then it talked about the benefits of this pow darko tea or whatever. I don't know how to pronounce it, but the bark tea, that's what I call it. And, mm-hmm. and of course, you know, these are keep in mind, you're, you're going to have your differing opinions because, you know, you've got people who say, well, you know, that's not FDA approved. And then you're going to say, well, you know, we, we didn't, this study doesn't and all that. And then I, I just stand back and I just say, look, um, I'm all for, for consuming something or doing something that's natural versus made in a lab. Um, if, if I can, you know, and sure. also I asked, I always ask the question, who funded this study? <laughs> Somebody that, you know, did they have an agenda, you know, when they funded it? Right. So whatever. Right. And lemon balm tea is supposed to be, you know, good for you for a lot of different ways. In fact, they were talking about, um, helps regulate like blood, sh- blood sugar. It helps you sleep better cause it calms you down. It actually is supposed to help with anxiety for some people. And lemon bond bomb. Like, in BAL. Oh, not,
0: not bond. James bond. No, it's bomb. a lemon balm.
1: Yes. Mm. And then it's supposed to help uh, with heart, heart palpitations, which I've huh? noticed have been better since I've been drinking it too, which is good. Interestingly enough, it doesn't taste anything like lemon. So I don't know where the whole lemon that is interesting. From. Yeah, it, it's it actually like? of the mint family. And oh, so okay. I don't know if anyone has ever had a good peppermint tea, not like a, a tea bag, but a good peppermint tea. There's a smell and then there's sometimes the taste that comes with it. So of course you're going to taste the menthol. But if you were to take the menthol out of the equation, that's what this tea smells and tastes like. So it has oh, that okay. aftertaste that peppermint has, but just without the menthol hit at the beginning. I see. Um, and it does, it's, it's huh. definitely very much a mint style tea and all that, which is why I found it fascinating, but it's very, very mild. It's a very smooth tea, um, very subtle flavor. It's really good, actually. I was very surprised. I did not notice, of course, I'm not really anxious right now, so I didn't really notice anything with that. But I did notice that heart palpitations have been better since. And I don't know if I've slept better. I don't know, but there's that. And then I, like I said, I'm drinking the bark tea, but I also have the American roots tea, both from happy luckies. And okay. that's like, sarsaparilla and cloves and cinnamon and it's more like a root beer style and it kind of masks over the bark tea a little bit but you get the benefits from all so i'm just like i'm having all these fun with all these like health experiments right now that's so many like, teas dude. dude whatever man i mean well yeah i love i love you know variety but then the cold shower thing mm.
0: yeah so my brain has very obviously blocked that out since last episode <laughs> and i You're traumatized by it i think i was yeah uh, sub- i can never take a cold shower yeah, so I I totally forgot about that conversation and yeah. uh so now you're reminding me and now I'm getting a little anxious again.
1: Um, yeah, yeah, no, but, but brown fat. <laughs> brown fat, baby. Oh yeah, the brown fat. Yeah. Yes. Okay, let me let me tell you the story behind this. So first of all, I started taking, well, okay, I'm working my way into it cuz I don't like to just jump right into an ice cold shower. So I start off with a warm to hot shower and then towards the end I'm going about as cold as I can literally handle. I mean, to the point where it's like a shock. And then, but I've been doing it for somewhere between, you know, three to eight minutes, depending on, you know, the length of my wow cool down time, you know, to kind of see how long I can go. And even yeah, today, eight minutes. I went really cold and I was like, okay, I got about three minutes or three or four minutes into that. And that was about as much as I could do. But I got to tell you, like, it's, it's not painful. It's not uncomfortable. It's really refreshing. Like I get out of the shower and I feel so good mentally, <laughs> physically. I mean, better than I ever really normally do. I mean, you know, come out of a hot shower and you just kind of feel kind of, you know, relaxed, but you're kind of yeah. like, like, Hey man, it's, it's like four twenty day, you know, you just kind of feel, Hey man,
0: you feel um, bad out of about a hot
1: shower. You feel bad about <laughs> getting out of the shower. <laughs> I know, but when I get it, when I'm doing the cold stuff, I feel so much better actually getting out okay. of the shower. It's really nice. And then the, so this is the brown fat production that's supposed to happen. And then Mm -hmm. the other thing you can do is take an ice pack and wrap it around your neck. Or if you have, like if you do ice in a bag or something and then you put a towel around it, you could do that. But they make ice packs that are like neck cracks kind of thing. Yeah. And you just, you can either heat them or you can stick them in the freezer. Right. So I, you know, we've just been using this in the freezer and I, I, I've done this for years, but I put it around my neck for about 20, 30 minutes and you're supposed to do it in the evening. In addition to that cold shower thing, that's supposed to also stimulate brown fat production and a bunch of other, you know, things. So I'm it's an kinda, experiment. I am kind of irritated. It's been that a week and I don't brown
0: fat. Isn't a common thing that a common knowledge thing that, that irritates it, it me. It
1: is. But what's, I think what's fascinating about this, because if you, if you look at like, they talk about how babies have brown fat. And the older you get, the more it becomes white fat because you're not eating as healthy and stuff. And they talk about how mm. brown fat's supposed to be really good with, and they, you know, they talk about different study. I mean, again, I'd have to go actually pull these studies up because this is stuff I've sure. read 10 plus years ago at this point. Right, right. But it's stuff where they, the, the brown fat, you know, you notice in people that have a high metabolism and, and stay relatively skinny, they have a more uh, brown fat than they do the white fat and stuff. The white adipose mm. tissue is essentially the, the white fat that you don't want. That's what none of us want. That's the stuff that surrounds your organs and can create that all kinds of problems. Most of us have, yeah. yeah, because you know we we just don't take care of ourselves as much as we should, and sometimes America. it's hard to do. So, <laughs> that all being said, um, I'm I'm testing this. It's been a week. Uh, I love the cold shower thing right now. I'm trying to increase the the length of time, and and I'm actually surprised how much I love it. Hmm. But I have to start off warm and or hot just to get kind of into it. And then the ice pack thing, you know, that's, that that's no big deal. That's just fun. I haven't noticed any difference, but it's been a week. So yeah. do I, do I see any less fat? No, I don't expect to for a while. They're saying at least 14 days before you might notice some differences. Um, hmm. So, you know, we'll, we'll see, but I mean, regardless, it's, it's not hurting me. Uh, and same well, with like, you know, hey, I'll drink the teas and you know what, whether or not lemon balm tea actually helps my body to heal itself or what, I mean, whatever. Right. But it's better than taking a pharmaceutical that will yep. have potential side effects. I mean, well, no, they right. all do, they all have side effects somewhere. So I'm like, I'm going to do what I can, and I don't know. I'm having fun with it, but good. And on another fun
0: at the the very, very (laughs) least, your 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 mind is convinced that number one, it's it's healthier than synthetic stuff, and number two, (laughs) it you know your brain knows it's supposed to be helping you, and so that's going to contribute to the help it gives, probably right? Maybe it's all placebo, but I don't know about all, but I bet it is some.
1: Oh, I'm sure. Well, you know, there's a lot of really nutritious things out there in the world Uh that we we don't take advantage of you know so you're right i mean i'm sure that there's there's something to go with this and and we'll see and honestly whatever but uh like you said it's it is probably more than placebo but even then placebo can help your your body yeah i mean it helps a lot of things it's amazing i still want to have that uh that guy dr joe dispenza on the show because his book is so bizarrely fascinating about how you literally have the power to change your body and your health and your outlook and everything in your brain yeah. it, it's a very fascinating study i would love to have them on dude okay so i was getting I, i'm just like nerding out right now but i did something really? else because um I, I you know i love espresso and mm-hmm. you know we all love espresso uh, even the people that don't drink espresso love espresso because it's just the way it love is my, love my decaf espresso <laughs> that's right well so so well i didn't do a decaf this time but i'm going to try that next but are you familiar with the mocha pot the m-o-k-a you ever heard of that? No, I have not. Okay. No. So mocha, M-O-K-A, sometimes it's M-O-K-K-A, depends on, you know, uh, but the M-O-K-A mocha pot is basically, it's a two canister. so it looks like a, a thin, tall water, hot water pot kind of thing. It sits on the stove and it has two chambers. So you've got a bottom chamber that you put fresh water in. And then mm-hmm. on top of that, you put the, you know, an espresso when they do the wands and stuff like that, they pull out the one and it's got a little like hockey puck kind of thing that you put the coffee grounds in (laughs) and then they, they tamp it down. (laughs) And then once they tamp it down, they put it in and then they put it in the wand and then stick it back up in the machine. And that's where you get your espresso. So it has that little puck that goes into the, the reservoir with the fresh water at the bottom. Okay. Then there's a, you know, there's the filter there and then there's another filter on the bottom of the top chamber, which screws in. And then that's where the coffee will eventually Um, come up and you know brew into that chamber and that's where you get the fresh coffee so it's supposed to be kind of a poor man's espresso in the sense that it's not actual espresso it's not from an espresso machine or anything like that but it does have flavor characteristics more similar to espresso than drip coffee
0: kind of like a french press is a poor man's mr coffee is that right
1: uh well french press (laughs) is pretty dang amazing because you get all the oils and everything too i know but it's it's all
0: mechanical instead of hitting a button and you
1: know, well, yeah, yeah. The French press, you know, you put the grounds in the bottom and then it's just like they sit there and they soak in the water and then you push the mm-hmm. the filter down, and which strain is cool. Them out. Yeah. yeah. So well, you still get the sludge though, from a French press which was just kind of fun. But the, so the, the mocha pot I got because you know, they're, they're $40, $50 versus getting a good espresso machine, which, you know, a prosumer one is going to be four or $500 for a good one. And then if you want a professional, you're, you know, you in the tens of thousands, you know, or something like that. Wow. So I thought, eh, whatever, I'm going to try this. Well, this is funny, dude. The instructions for the mocha pot, and this is not just mine because a friend of mine had one. We got these years ago. His instructions said the same thing, pour cold water into the freshwater chamber, Mm -hmm. and then you grind your coffee as, as fine as you can go, espresso fine kind of thing. And then you put it in the little puck and then you tamp it down with one of those, spread, you know, those tampers. And then you go for that and then you heat it up on, a, on a, I think it said like start with a high heat and then drop it to low and that kind of thing on the, on the burner, you know, on your oven or your stove, that okay. is your stove. And it takes about 20 minutes or so for this coffee to brew. It's kind of ridiculous. Every mm. single time the coffee tasted burnt and extremely bitter. And we're like, man, we're using high quality coffee. Like what are we doing wrong here? So we wow. tried different grind settings, still doing the same thing. Didn't matter. Well, this dude on YouTube says how to make a mocha pot espresso correctly. <laughs> and we were doing this all wrong, but that's what the instructions told us to do. So how wrong were you it doing it to not follow the instructions? By the way, that's
0: crazy. And then that's, that's super <laughs> frustrating by the way. It Nobody is. wants to hear that. Nobody wants to hear that. I know. But anyway.
1: So, well, the cool part, maybe they did. I don't know. Maybe They didn't know any better. So what, here's how you do it. You take Boiling hot water, so boil it in your hot water pot or whatever you have. Then you pour the boiling hot water into the fresh water chamber. Then you grind. But so they were even looking at. A, I think it's the same grinder that I had, and they said most people would think put it on espresso grind. Don't do that. Go in a few, you know, depending on your your grinder, go in a little bit so that it's not as fine, okay. and never ever tamp the grounds down. Make ah. sure that they're loose. So you're pouring hot because they said, here's the thing. If you're pouring hot of cold water in the chamber, as it's taking its time to essentially boil the water, it's right. heating up the coffee. And so eventually uh, the coffee yes. starts to burn. Makes sense, right? I never That's thought right. about that before, but I was yeah. like, oh, well, that makes sense. And then now, not to mention when you're tamping the coffee down too much, it's creating. So it's supposed to grab, you know, grab all of the coffee grounds as it's extracting but okay. when it's tamped down, it's only shooting through like little holes in the coffee ground. So you're not getting them all. And right. you'll notice if you because take not, them out, you don't have any aeration.
0: Dry. Yeah. Okay. Yeah.
1: And so then it ends up being an extremely bitter shot that's burnt coffee. And so if you <laughs> do it with the hot water and don't tamp it down and then put it on a medium heat, it only takes like a couple minutes for it to do it. And then as it's like doing its little, you know, it gets to that sound, you yeah. immediately take it off and then run that chamber under cold water really fast. So that it stops the coffee from cooking, and then you pour it out. It was amazing. It tasted <laughs> so good. I was like, "This is smooth. There's no bitterness. There's no burnt." Oh my gosh! So I, I finally think, okay. So a either man's espresso. So, so the good.
0: person writing the instructions is an idiot. Either A translated it wrong, <laughs> B was having a bad day.
1: This on B was a practical joker. Different companies though. Same instructions. Hmm. So did you ever know, watch the TV show Monk? That's a little weird. Did you ever watch Monk? No, I never did. Okay, so in Monk, his brother, uh Adrian Monk's brother, wrote instruction manuals. That was kind of the big deal. And he used to complain about how most people get them wrong and nobody ever does them right, and he actually pays attention and he's O C D. So he makes sure to <laughs> get every detail correct. And I was like, Well, it's because Monk's brother wasn't writing these. <sighs> yeah. There you go, man. That's clearly why. I've got another food story. <laughs> Oh yeah, more stories. This is, this is so hey, exciting. I love stories. Go for it. Told you we're just nerding out today, man. I wish we could be, you know, playing some music in the background, just kind of chilling. You know, hey, okay, what are you drinking right now? I hope you brought your favorite drink with uh with your with yourself, so that we ourselves, we selves yeah. have our you
0: guys, not me, you guys.
1: Have, oh, you I bring got, your favorite drink and ooh, drink. Mm. I, got,
0: I got water. I got avocado. yeah. That's
1: good. See, we have all these food stories. So get yourself some Turkish delight. You know, if you're like, I don't have any, I don't have anything to drink on any food stop pause right now go get something and come back and enjoy here's my next story turns out we have a giordano's pizza in colorado <laughs> really and i thought oh my gosh i knew this is so exciting like i've been i've been wanting a giordano's pizza here forever this is awesome and our friends mean, go turns oh, they, out they've been here for like a year i was like wait what that's also
0: irritating what's with all those irritating how, stories how did I not know about it How did I not know about it? Well, you especially, there's no excuse for you. At least I'm 700 miles away, but, uh, I,
1: I, Hey, I don't get it. I, cause they didn't advertise it. This is the weirdest thing ever. So crazy. We went. Yeah. Oh yeah. And here's the thing. I can't remember if it's as good as Chicago or not, but it's so good. Now granted our friends used to live in Chicago and they said, okay, well no, hold on. Giordano's is okay, but there are a lot of other pizza places that are better. Yeah, you're right. Some of the mom and pop shops and some of those, well, we haven't tried those, but for us in Colorado, which most people like thin crust and I, I'm not a thin crust person. I like thicker, the better kind of thing. I yeah. like stuffed crust, which, you know, Giordano's is stuffed deep dish crust. Yeah. I'm not a big fan of New York style, you know, folded up. yeah, you know, I, just, I don't like those as much. So I like good thick crust pizza and stuff like that. And so, oh, it was wonderful. The cheese, oh, you know, dude. you're, you're, you're pulling the pizza, you know, the piece off and you're just like. <laughs> Go go, go go, go got this. It's, it's like tug- of war man. Oh, there's so much cheese the, in there. The
0: cheese, the cheese uh, in pizza is what is all, always makes me nervous when I eat pizza because I always I'm always leery of choking on that you know that long <laughs> string of cheese that you're that just like, like, like decides to go down your throat, kind of like a face hugger. you know yeah. it just kind of starts working its way down your throat and you're like, <laughs>
1: ah, ah, you <laughs> You got to, you got to wrap it around your fork, you know, and then just eat it in a giant chunk and chew properly and fully, a by lot. the way, boys and girls, chew, yeah. chew your food. God,
0: last time, last time I had Giordano's was in Chicago about yeah, 25 too. years ago, so.
1: Oh, as I uh, said, now, last time I had it was in Vegas. They actually came to Vegas uh, and that was, you know, a few years ago, but wow. yeah, man, it's, it's so good. Cool story, I, I love it. It's, yeah, and you, next time you're coming out here, you're, you're going to have some Giordano's. We're going to do it. For this. sure. Yeah, yeah. man. I had to share this little story behind the, you know, last t- couple of weeks we said, let's hit record and see what happens. I don't know if anyone's noticed, probably no one's noticed, but once in a while, you know, someone's like, well, what's going on with that? So for the one person that went, what's up with this? I just wanted to share this because I was meeting with a friend of mine who um, is really good at branding and, you know, she does some other stuff with her her business, uh, business background, business degree and stuff like that. And I was always just like, you know, we love what we do here at the show, but it's really hard. In fact, I've, I've talked to some of you too, who have said, uh, you know, I try to share the show, but somebody asked me what the show's about. I'm like, uh, everything. <laughs> and it's not about everything. And of course that doesn't, you know, market things well. And some of you are like, oh, I don't know. But it was one of those things where I was having, I was helping some people do some live streams just recently mm-hmm. and we were chatting and, you know, right before the whole thing. And I was just like, they're like, what are we going to talk about? And I'm like, well, don't worry about it. I said, we'll figure it. Don't worry about it. I, I got your back. We're just going to have fun. The whole point is to test out the live stream and just see what you're doing. And, and they were kind of like, I oh, but, 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 and I'm like, dude, let's just hit record and see what happens. <laughs> and it turned out so well. It was this amazing conversation. It went an hour and a half. Actually, it was crazy. Uh, we had a lot of, of really cool conversations and some guests joined us, which that's part of the fun that I would love to eventually get to is doing a live stream so that this show is literally live. You can jump in. You can, you can actually literally jump on the show with us on video or if you're audio or whatever, you can chat. We can, you know, interact with you and stuff. That's something I would love to do. We got to get there. But that being said, um, it was really fun. And so I shared that with this friend of mine and she was just like, that's totally your show. Like hit record and see what happens. And I was like, you're right. Because in the, in the conversations that, you know, the shows and the episodes we've had, the less we planned. I mean, it's one thing like we have show notes and it's one thing to say, okay, here are some things we want to make sure we don't forget to cover. But the more planned it was, or, and this is any interview I've ever done, by the way, the more the person asked and tried to talk through and, you know, okay, well, can we go through this and, you know, okay, well, let's talk. And then they were trying to like rehearse what they were going to say and stuff. You know, this was all like pre-recording and stuff like that. The more we did that, the worse the episode was. Hmm. The less we did that, the better the episode was. Now, granted, that's not true for every podcast. Some people, re- but that's just me. That's my personality. I love to have a more natural let's just literally see what happens conversation because I, I mean, I'll guide the conversation. It's not like it's just a free for all crap fest, you know, train wreck. We don't want that, but, um, or is it, <laughs> or is it, it's the most <laughs> glorious crap fest ever. It's literally like the best dumpster fire you've ever seen. So oh, that's a good one too, man. Biggest ah, The fire. best dumpster fire. You've ever. <laughs> So anyway, I love this whole idea of hit record and see what happens. And and anyway, she got really excited about it and was talking about, well, if you go that route, you know, everything you do would be filtered through that. So it's like, if you're, if you're doing a review, you're not planning, you're literally putting the product in front of you in the box for the first time and you're going to test it and they're going to hear it like, wow, that's amazing. Or holy, this thing sucks. You know, whatever. Right. right? Your and, first and impressions. Yeah, it's yeah, No filters, no edits and all that. And I just thought, this is a really cool concept because everything right now is so highly produced. I mean, there's some raw stuff, but some of the raw stuff isn't very good, but there's a lot of highly produced stuff out there, especially on YouTube. And I just go, it's just not me, man. I mean, I grew up doing live radio. I mean, and, or live events and stuff like that. And and I, I'm a wonderful editor, but I don't enjoy editing our own show. (laughs) I just don't like it.
0: So it's like, it is tedious.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And so the more, in fact, last week, by the way, captain, is the first episode ever on this show where there were literally no edits.
0: Wow. It was
1: first. 100% raw and natural all the way through. The only thing I did was just trimmed up the beginning. And then I did a little bit of a sound, you know, equalization and stuff like that. Other than that though, I didn't cut anything out. I didn't trim anything, nothing first time ever. And it was awesome. Cool. And it worked out. Yeah, It was awesome. And so that, yeah, I just, that's kind of what I'm getting towards. So, I kind of like this idea about hitting record and seeing what happens. And you know, some people go, Oh my gosh, that's really cool. And some people are just like, okay. Oh, okay. okay. So that's, that's do my you. story, but I'm excited about it because um, it does describe the show. It's how the show is gone. We do talk about a lot of different things and there is no agenda uh, on purpose. And it, okay. it's not like we're, cause I think a lot of times people will say, well, you don't have an agenda. Or, you know, you don't know what you're going to talk about. And so you just can't make any, you can't make a decision. You're too flighty. And I'm like, that's certainly not the case with us. It's that (laughs) we want, I mean, I don't know about you, but I'm not, I'm not flighty. I love making decisions. Oh yeah. Yeah. I'm just kidding. You're not flighty at all. But I I really appreciate the freedom to be able to take a conversation down a certain path without restriction. And I think listeners and and viewers like that too. Uh, I think we all do because you know, like when I watch um, reality shows, which is not very often, and it's like, oh, it's a reality show, except that it's edited to death. There's no yeah, reality about it. Not, it's a bunch of crap.
0: Not. They, none of them are, and and most people. And the, the funny thing is, people know it, and they still, yeah, we still watch it for just like the wrestling, right? Uh American yeah, it's fake and you know? wrestling, yeah. whatever. Everyone knows it's fake. Everyone who's a huge fan knows it's fake, but it's still entertainment. So,
1: yeah. Well, you know, you you, you and I were talking about the, uh, you know, the the new Batman, which we're going to talk about here in just a second, but Mm -hmm. um, Batman v Superman, everybody hated, right? Well, not everybody, but a lot of people really didn't like it. Most people
0: did not like it. Yeah.
1: Yeah. And and I did not mind it. It's not, it's not like I hated the movie, but the theatrical version did not make a lot of sense. And I saw it, I think three or four times, you know, uh, in the year that it came out and I still was like, why is this? Why do they hate each other so much? I just, I don't understand. And then later the ultimate edition came out, which had, it was like 30 to 45 minutes of additional content. I think is what it was. And here's where once again, they're, they're editing to death, right? They took out some incredibly important conversations that describes, uh, first of all, Bruce Wayne's crazy, futuristic dystopian dream. It actually made sense. It explains why you know Clark and Bruce hate each other or why they're starting to hate each other and then they get to that point or why they're fighting. It actually takes you through the journey of why they start fighting each other and the theatrical version didn't do any of that. And so you just kind of go, what the heck, man? So why did they edit that stuff out? And it's the same thing with Zack Snyder's Justice League when it was allowed to be created the way that he made it it made sense. It was neat. It was great. You know, it was much better film. Yeah. But when they pretty much went and tried to kind of like piecemeal it with, you know, Joss Whedon and all that. And it wasn't just him, by the way, it was the, the, you know, it was a, it was a disaster. It was a train wreck. So it's kind of the same thing where, why would we want to edit things to death? Why can't we keep it more raw, unfiltered, natural and real? I mean, that's the, that's the goal. So here you go. There's a story, man. I'm pretty excited. Good. We've talked about a lot of drinks today. A lot. And I'm curious to know what the origin of Cup of Joe came from because, you know, we say that. Hey, man, you want a cup of Joe? Cup of Joe. You want a cup of Joe? You want a cup of Joe. Do you?
0: So yeah. according to theroastery.com, this was the best uh, description and, and, and it's actually pretty interesting. Uh, for most of us, coffee is a good friend. To some people, perhaps the best friend, Brian, and like yes. any friend, we've given it a few nicknames. Uh, for example, battery acid, bean juice, brain juice, brew, a cup of Juan Valdez's best. Remember Juan <laughs> Valdez? Oh, yeah. I love those commercials. I am Java's Juan Java, jitter juice, jet fuel, morning mud, liquid energy. The list goes on and on. Dude, jet uh, fuel. But if, I like that. <laughs> Jet fuel. But if one name had to stand out from the rest, it has to be cup of Joe. Uh Cup of Joe is, without a doubt, the nickname that comes to mind when it comes to coffee. But where did this term come from? Was there a guy named Joe who made really good coffee? Or is Joe a bizarre, shortened version of Java? Hmm. In short, we don't know. Really, Uh, No one does for sure. Yeah. Uh, The origin of the term is as cloudy as creamer. Thankfully, the thorough folks at Snopes.com did some research. Okay. Here are the three leading theories on the origins of the term cup of joe number okay. one i'm gonna vote these it's a navy thing it's a u.s navy thing okay some theorize that it all started in 1913 when josephus daniels was appointed secretary of the navy by president woodrow woodrow, woodrow wilson <laughs> yeah say that 10 times fast. Seriously. Uh, as as the story goes on june 1st 1914 secretary joe issued general order 99 Order 99, by the way, this is right around when World War I started. As opposed order to Order 66, right? Just double exactly. Okay. Just upside down Just 66. Che- yeah, I was thinking that. Order 99 prohibited alcohol aboard naval vessels. From then on, the strongest drink of any kind allowed on naval ships has been coffee. So ever since. The, the, the presumably disgruntled and sober sailors weren't happy with the changes, so they started to call coffee a cup of joe out of spite. It seems convincing. Uh, this, I mean, it does seem like a convincing theory, but is it true? At one point in the Navy's history, uh, sailors were given a daily ration of rum. However, this ration was banned prior to the issuance of Order 99. The servicemen who, wore, who were greatly affected by Order 99 were naval officers who had the privilege of accessing or creating their own wine messes from 1893 until Order 99 came into effect in 1914.
1: okay. So it seems semi-plausible, like, okay, thanks a lot, Joe. We're going to call it the Cup of Joe. Okay, what's the next one? Exactly.
0: So the next one is just a combination of words. Uh, English language researchers learn more on the overall language behind the term Cup of Joe than – lean more, excuse me, on the overall language behind the term Cup of Joe than the military tale. The earliest known entrance of Cup of Joe into the English language lexicon wasn't until 1930, which is 16 years after Order 99 was implemented. Uh the first of the two theories is that Joe is a bizarre shortened version of two other slang terms for coffee, java and Jamoke. Okay. Jamoke itself is another combination slang word uh between java and mocha.
1: Yeah, you know there was a coffee shop for years called Jamocha Joes. Yeah, I remember that. Yeah. yeah. And so there's that and uh, and I'm wonder what like I've heard people call coffee mojo too sometimes. Yeah,
0: Mojo. Yep, interesting. So okay, more like more Joe. Uh, yeah, or Mojava, I've heard you know. There's a yeah. Mojava coffee shop. There's a Mojo in the front range. All right. So third the one. third theory is that it's the common man's drink. Uh, it focuses Joe. on the name. Yeah, on the name Joe. Joe is a slang name for the common man. Okay. The first usage of Joe in this instance had appeared in English lexicon around 1846. Uh, hence, a cup of Joe is the common man's drink. So okay. there you have it. Wow. Interesting. Personally. Yeah, yeah. Personally, my favorite is the Navy theory. I don't know how true it is. I mean, it yeah. makes sense to me that, you know, it Cup of Joe started showing up in English language around 1930, 16 years after that order, but it could take that long for the slang to propagate from the U.S. Navy to yeah. the civilians, you know, so.
1: Interesting. Well, you're right. I, I mean, like and that. it's the most detailed explanation as well, which makes it seem a little more plausible the rest are just like well you know it's, it could be a shortened version <laughs> of this and yeah it's because of average joe well you know and and honestly that does make sense too but that's a pretty like almost can't make up that first story yeah you know and keep I
0: mean. in mind keep in mind that well that's true but keep it could be coincidence keep in mind that the english true. language you know people who research this stuff uh etymologists is that what they're called yeah um they they're leaning more towards a just a combination of words interesting uh, explanation so yeah
1: interesting okay yeah there you go boom let's talk about the origin of the word bat man uh and this actually yeah. comes from the the animal bat um and the human man. animal man yeah. yeah animal yeah that's how we got it so there you go all right um well, there you go we, we've had a great episode now let's talk about the Batman. we finally saw this i know we're late i know we're late to the party here We, yeah, what else is new? uh, But no, it was one of those, I I was not quite sure if I wanted to go back to theaters or not. And, uh, I got to tell you, this is funny. So Cinemark, (laughs) they actually sent me a a survey. (laughs) (laughs) I wasn't, I, I mean, I was nice. I'm always respectful, but I wasn't positive as far as, because here's the thing on their website, they talk about, here's what we do to keep things clean. All of our staff still wears masks you know, blah, 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 blah. It's just like this whole list of things in order to protect our health. Hmm. They didn't do any of that. None of it. I mean, (laughs)
0: it's probably old information on their website.
1: Well, no, it was saying that even in, they said in 2022, we're still doing this in order to make sure that you have a good experience. Well, first Mm -hmm. of all, we went at a late later showing, you know, the Batman's not that popular anymore and it was fine. I mean, we had a nice experience. I had no issues at all, but they were asking like, how clean was the concession area? Uh, It wasn't. I mean, if you looked at the counters, they were nasty. I mean, they looked worse than they did pre-COVID. And then the second thing they asked is um, employees washed their hands. No, no, no. Uh, Did the employees handle food and money without washing their hands? And I was like, yeah. How on earth could you know that? Because I was watching them. I got popcorn and the guy like grabbed the popcorn and then went and or grabbed the money and then went and shoveled popcorn. I was like, do you wash your hands, dude? (laughs) <laughs> and then I, when i went into the bathroom right. no this is funny so when i went into the bathroom uh right before the movie started uh there was there was this guy in the stall and everything and he comes out and he's an employee and he walks okay. up and he just kind of he runs his hands through his hair i'm like you just wiped your butt dude and then he like runs his hands underwater and does a little teeny teeny bit of soap and just literally goes done and i was like gross gross and so of course i get the survey and of course you noticed all this stuff i just i pay attention to things man i pay attention all the time it was so funny i'm like and then they said were the employees social distancing i'm like are you kidding they were all huddled in a group none of them were. i mean i mean more than anything i was like it didn't really bother me as much as they were asking these specific questions because they're proclaiming that they're actually doing this and they're not doing any of it and so wow. I was like, I'm not going to lie. I was really surprised that <laughs> what you're promoting on your website, none you guys didn't do anything. And, yeah. and I I'm said, not surprised I mean, at all. <laughs> I was fine, but I'm like, I don't know. I mean, I'm, am, am I comfortable? You know, we've got nor noroviruses going around right now, which is oh, another fun really? one. Yeah.
0: That's the worst one. I'd, I'd far, I'd even, I'd rather have long COVID Ooh, than have norovirus that. once. That's yeah. just how weird I am. No, I understand. That's how weird I am. I and it is yeah. severe
1: and, and I don't think anyone wants it, but that, that's another thing. And they said it's very common with food and surfaces because they said you can't, like hand sanitizer doesn't kill norovirus you need bleach and so that's another thing too that's just it's like pretty much said like if you if you get exposed to it you're probably going to get it it's it's that's the kind of that contagious
0: that's common on cruise ships Uh, not common i mean most cruise ships you're not going to get it but uh it's i mean when it happened when i've heard about it it's been on cruises
1: yeah and it's not going to kill you it's just a really 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 horrible horrible flu where you're going to be in the bathroom for 24 to 36 hours it's, it's a horrible a, stomach bug. Yeah. yeah, it's horrible. So, yeah. but it's not going to probably kill you, right? So it's not like, oh, crap, fear. No, don't go there. I'm just, but it's one of those that because that's going around Yeah. and I saw what was going on at the Cinemark, I'm like, uh, I don't know if I want to go back right now because they're clearly not doing anything to keep anything clean. So I... I was a wow. little disappointed, but it was just hilarious. They sent me a survey. Now the question is, yeah. do they read them and do they care? I don't know. Exactly. But yeah, sure. The movie. Or if they do though, if <laughs> they that do
0: that story though, some kids lost their jobs over the last week. So good job, Brian.
1: Hey man, I'm all about taking, you know, the lives of no, no. Uh, what? <laughs> I'm going to stop the right there. I'm going to stop right there. We're taking people's livelihoods away. No, we're not. I respect people, but do your jobs. All right. The Batman dude, the Batman the Batman overall thoughts. What'd you think?
0: It was good. Uh, it's my third favorite Batman movie now after number one, dark Knight, still number one for me. And number two, Batman begins because it was awesome and it led up to the dark okay. Knight. So yeah. yeah, very nice. This is number three. So which is, which okay. is good. I mean, of, it is. Of, of the dozen Batman movies that we've had in the last, uh, 30, 40 years. Yeah. Um, number three is not bad. So no, it's not. I recommend it. I recommend it.
1: Okay. I would say um for me I mean I hate to say this but my my favorite Batman movie was Batman and Robin, you know the Bat Nipples with George Clooney. Um I'm totally kidding. <laughs> I, I know you're that kidding. You hate to say that
0: because you're not serious. Yeah. So
1: bad. Um no. The Bat Nipples. It's it's so hard cuz uh I, somebody was asking me about, you know, how would I rank it? And and I was saying that it's it's difficult because all of the Batmans have such a unique place in my enjoyment of the, of the movies and the franchises, because yeah, in 1989, 1989, Michael Keaton, Tim Burton, Batman was so fun. So cool. Yeah. So unique. It was that dark, you know, may, you know, gritty Gotham city feel. I loved it, you know, mm-hmm. and yes, Batman begins in the dark Knight, So good. So good. Um, and this one, I really enjoyed it too. I can't rate it higher than those other ones, but I rate it up there All as right. my top four favorites. And then of course even the Gotham TV show series was fun. It got a little twisted in some of the seasons but it was very well done and I really enjoyed that as well. I don't even think I finished yeah. it. It is good. And then somebody said, "Um, oh, how would you rank the Batmobile in this one compared to some of the other Batmobiles? So, what about you?"
0: Honestly, you know, I kind of like the Mad Max look to it, you know, it kind of had yeah. this kind of like a looked like kind of like a, a Corvette, like an old 70s Corvette type of thing maybe. Uh, or maybe an IROC Z from the '80s, mm-hmm. uh, without the T, without the you know the 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 sunroof thing that IROCs have, the T-top, but uh, yeah. yeah, the T-top, but um, but as far as its capability, I I kind of appreciated all the all the gadgets and stuff on the other Batmobiles a, a little more, right? I oh, mean, this yeah. Batmobile it was fast and durable, but that's
1: about it. You're right; they didn't do anything much with it. Yeah, yeah, I would say it does have like a combination of Mad Max and the sixties Batmobile really is what I would say. It's, it's the sixties Mad Max version. A little bit. Uh, Yeah. Yeah. I I liked what was really cool in the very, there was this one scene where you see it kind of in the shadows and you see like the flames and these lights come on. That was the, and then you hear it and I thought, Oh, this is going to be cool. And then it emerged and I was really let down after that. And I kind of thought, Oh, that's it. And then it didn't do anything. And, and, Then it didn't like half the time it was during the car chase scene. The jet engine wasn't even on. And I thought, well, that's lame. I don't know if that was an oversight,
0: unless you want a lot of speed,
1: right? I guess, but I don't know if that was an oversight or if that, I I don't know. But to me, I would rank it as one of the lower Batmobiles. I mean, again, the 1989 Batmobile that it had that, that was the seventies Corvette, that traditional black looking (laughs) Corvette, you know, with the rounded uh, edges.
0: That was like a machine, like some kind of weird submarine almost in my head. Well, no, no, no,
1: no, not, not You're you're thinking of the one from the third movie. The first movie looked like a a black Corvette with a giant engine, you know, jet engine. And it It was, it it was really cool. And it had all the cool gadgets and the shield and yeah, that was neat. And then yeah, as the movies, well, Batman returns was the same one, but when you get into like Batman and uh, was it Batman forever and Batman and Robin, that's when they added like the giant fin and it, started to get super cheesy looking and I didn't like any of those. And then of course the Tumblr from Batman begins was awesome. That was just yeah. such a cool, it was something, it was just totally different. And I thought that was neat how they uh, made that one work too. But I don't know. What, I would, I would rank this one below those for sure. What
0: did you think of uh Cedric Diggory as the Batman? what did you think of him?
1: Blown away to be completely <laughs> honest. Um, now granted, I know he's a good actor because as Cedric Diggory, he did love Twilight. I am such a twilight fan. Oh my my gosh. So guys, I like came into the theater and um, I I actually did a glow in the dark glitter on my chest. Yeah. So that in the middle of the movie, I just, I ripped my shirt off and uh, everybody that was sitting around us was um, well, a couple of them were offended, but most of them were were like, thank you. You literally have just made my night. They didn't even watch the movie after that. They just watched me. It was like middle-aged
0: women who were really into twilight about yeah 20, 30 yeah. Years
1: ago. yeah so that's how much i love robert pattinson i mean i i idolize him um, well that's I have an his autograph name, right? i i'm i'm actually trying to get a picture with him uh i just love the twilight series so <clears throat> now sorry that that was me being truthful jokingly <laughs> though uh i i liked him as cedric diggory and he was in tenet which i i thought he did a really really good job in tenet and stuff like that but okay. honestly i haven't seen him in anything beyond that to be completely honest so I um. He was good though. I thought he was amazing. Actually, I thought he, he did, did a, a really job. good job. I, it felt good. It felt right.
0: Yeah, I was surprised. He was like a young, he was like a young, Bruce Wayne, Bruce Wayne. a young brooding Bruce Wayne. Yeah, yeah brooding. Like a, there you like go. A late twenties brooding Bruce Wayne. Yeah. So,
1: although I think he's in his thirties, but um,
0: yeah, but anyway, that's what he the, like his he character his reminded me of the yeah. of
1: a brood because
0: his hair was too long. He just he just yeah. looked younger than thirties in yeah. the in the movie. But yeah,
1: he did a really really good job. I think everyone was very surprised how. How well he fit the role. So kudos. Yeah. Kudos to Pattinson. and he did a nice job. Totally. So yeah, that was awesome. Um Catwoman. What'd you think oh, yeah. Of her? Uh,
0: yeah. Uh l- the daughter of Lenny Kravitz and yep, uh, Zoe. And and uh yeah, Zoe Kravitz, right? Yep, yep. She was fantastic. Yeah. Uh she did a really good job of acting. Um I had no problem with mm-hmm. her. Uh it was all good. So good. Yeah. Wasn't yeah. too much. Wasn't too little.
1: Yep. We were trying to rate the cat women afterwards, you know, between Halle Berry and Zoe and then, um, uh, Michelle Pfeiffer. And, uh,
0: Michelle Pfeiffer. Yeah, And it's so well, funny because like Michelle's got a place in my heart. I'm I, sorry.
1: I loved Michelle Pfeiffer as Catwoman. She was creepy. Yeah. She was awesome. She was like and, psychotic and it was just beautiful. She did such a great job. And honestly, she's still my favorite. I never saw the Halle Ber- the Halle, Halle version, the Halle Berry version. I never saw that. So I don't even know, but, yeah. um, I, I thought Zoe did fine too but inter- again interestingly enough um I didn't like her outfit. She wasn't she didn't do much.
0: Like, yeah, and her, her, her I wish cat you did woman, more. Her Catwoman uh her outfit oh, it, was just, it was just it was weird. barely barely indicative of a cat, yeah, you know,
1: it, was, just, kinda it weird. was
0: it was very utilitarian and it didn't really cover much of her face, which I thought was interesting. Yeah. So
1: I, I thought Michelle Michelle uh I, w- I wouldn't say Michelle did a better job but I thought her Catwoman was better then she was version. more
0: comic book. It was more comic book cat woman is yeah. more. So it was clear that she was cat woman, yes. not just a cat burglar.
1: So that's a really with, good with point, by the way. That's a really good point is that the Tim Burton Batmans were very comic booky. You know, the penguin was like part penguin, you know, and yeah. in this movie, all of the villains were realistic people that just had deformities or scars or whatever that made right. them what they were. But right. they really are. They were real people with no like hybrid penguins yeah. or you know, which I really cool. liked. I did I too. That was that, that was refreshing. Yeah, it made it more actually. realistic. Yeah. It did. Yeah. So that was that was actually cool. And um, Colin Farrell played the penguin. Colin <laughs> <laughs> what?
0: Colin i you know, I wonder see i see that Colin one. gain weight for that role or did he did they just oh, totally awesome. make up his face and body all over it, I mean he did beautiful. fantastic I love Colin yeah, it was beautiful
1: but, uh, nice job yeah. Colin, yeah, great job yeah. so anyway, great movie um i I recommend it it um it was a little long in my opinion, yeah it's pretty long, yeah yeah, i like I, it was i think it was about thirty minutes too long in my it's about three hours I think it could have gone two and a half, and they could have cut yeah. down on some stuff uh my only other criticism, well actually. There's two cri- well okay one criticism is that it felt like they were trying too hard to be the best most epic most glorious Batman ever and which is fine that they were working towards that but it felt like they were trying a little too hard at least to me um yeah. i not not everybody agrees with that but that's just that's kind of what i took away uh, but it didn't take away from the movie it was just kind of more like okay you're trying a little too hard like just 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 be yourself you know kind of thing and mm-hmm. then the other thing that i noticed was that this is probably my least favorite soundtrack of all of the modern Batman movies. It was except for
0: that Nirvana song that they played a couple of
1: times, but that's okay. But that's pulling in a Nirvana song. That's not the actual score. So
0: the score. Okay. Got it. Yeah. Yeah.
1: The Nirvana song was awesome, but I'm talking the actual instrumental score to me was, was um, unremarkable. It, I noticed it and it just was pretty bland, pretty boring. It had nothing to it. I mean, you know, you go back to, oh my gosh, who did the, um, see, now I can't remember, the original, uh, Danny Elfman did the 1989 Batman, and I mean, that's that's like a masterpiece, it's so good. The whole soundtrack of the 1989 Batman is so good. Even
0: that song, even the Bat Dance by Prince, remember that one? Oh, well, yeah, but again, I'm talking the score only, I'm not talking
1: about the Prince sound, but the Prince soundtrack was good too, and then the entire... Uh, Christian Bale version was, was all Hans Zimmer oh, and it was man. just oh. so good and so I guess that's the thing it didn't add to the movie it didn't okay. draw me in emotionally it just kind of was there and I noticed yeah. it but it wasn't anything cool to me
0: granted some okay. people
1: like it but I, I know how many people have listened to that Hans Zimmer trilogy soundtrack and just you know over and over and you know the Dark Knight Rises yeah. there's some incredible pieces in there so anyway that's the last thing I'm going to say but it's totally worth seeing if you've not seen it I'm sure most people already have by now but um, it's fun totally good time, man. good time all right so the last thing i'm gonna mention really quickly uh two songs here that i i wanted to share and one of them is because it, it's not brand new it came out a little while ago but it's by fauja fauja that's what i to call her fauja. fauja she has a good voice it's called puppet dude i don't know why i didn't mention this one before i had to because it's so good it's catchy and it's like it's in my head it's awesome and then you know peter Schilling. A huge yeah. fan of peter Schilling. yeah big I 80s guy yeah, I love the album from 1989, The Different Story, The World of Lust and Crime. He remade a couple of the songs, but the one that I have to mention is the actual remake of The Different Story. And oh. it's kind of interesting because usually someone else does remake of people's songs. Right. It's rare that you see somebody, however many years remake later. Remake songs. Yeah. And dude, it is so cool. It's like, huh. it's the different story. It's that song, but it's this really nice modern version and it's a little different and has this piano part in there. And he still sounds just as good as he did back in the eighties. So I was blown away by this remake. And so I had to share this uh, and I'll put it in the list in the TRBS 2022 Spotify mix, which will be in the show notes and it'll be in the description below. Make sure to click on that link. I will make sure by the way, to link the teas that we're all talking about. So if you're interested in getting some, you know, matcha, some good matcha or uh, the, the lemon balm, if you want to check that out, I'm going to link that in the, the, the description below it's an amazon link so check that one out but yeah that's all we've got man i i, I could keep going there was just so many fun things to share it was so exciting <laughs> <laughs> i had a good your voice today
0: man you need to give your voice a break after this episode oh man.
1: dude man i just like I, i'm i'm just i'm having a good day i hope you're having a good day too i hope everyone having a good day I gotta end the week Absolutely. right have a great weekend though oh 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 there's something i forgot um oh wait see was it um deep thoughts
0: with captain influence <laughs> Instead of a cup of Joe, give me a gallon of Dave. It smells way worse, but it's worth it.
1: Yeah, you know what the music means.
0: Um, you know I, I, I wish you wouldn't
1: ask me that every time. I know. It's kind of <laughs> like uh, Zoe Kravitz's mom. Uh, you know what I want to know though is what does the bat suit smell like after wearing it that long? Don't answer that. All right. Hey, thanks for joining us. Have a glorious week. Real Brian Show, signing off. The Real Brian Show is a production of 514 Media at 514mediaempire.com.